for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, everybody, welcome back to... Another episode of the season 22. Today is episode two. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Helix Broadheads. So go check out Helix Broadheads at helixbroadheads.com. Use the code FALLHX10 to save you a little bit of money on that. So go check them out if you want to get some new broadheads. So let's get into tonight's set. Um, I didn't hunt this morning. And uh, had a, I went glass this morning, though, and actually caught a shooter at first light going back to bed. So, uh, I mean, it was right at first light. It, I could barely see him in the binos and uh, actually got some footage of him through the spotter as it got, you know, more daylight. But uh, I did actually witness him go back to bed. So I had a good good idea of what I wanted to do this afternoon or for the afternoon. And... Um, I j- but I just didn't know what buck it was. I, I, I honestly it was kind of like a new deer. I thought so. Um, game planning most of the morning, and then figured out. You know, I just got to go with the numbers and what I knew. And honestly, my thoughts were to go to that big tree that I wanted to go to last night, but uh, my gut was just telling me to go to the acorns last night. So that was the plan. Um, that that's what I was gonna do. So to kind of just kind of put a cap around the morning, basically for me, the morning was, you know, as far as, you know, camera pictures and deer sightings, it was a very slow morning. I think my, my trail cams got triggered like four times, maybe, um, there just wasn't a lot of movement, you know, it was a really slow morning, really don't know why, but you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, if it's a slow morning, you know, you'd think it should be a, a good evening. And uh, that was the plan, so to go in there. I had to walk about three quarters of a mile or so, maybe a little bit farther to get to this tree. But the thing is, I've never been to this tree. I could only glass it, and you know, I didn't want to ever go to it because when it started be- to become a thing that I would go hunt this tree is, you know, I didn't want to make make my trek over there and just put scent down and everything. It was just going to be one of those things like, 
go and do it. And if you can climb it, climb it. Well, it kind of bit me in the ass. I'm not going to lie. So, so my plan was to just, you know, make the trek and try to get in a position and, and get up this tree. And, and I felt like I was going to be in the pole position basically to get after one of these bucks. So I got back to where I wanted to go into this tree and the tree was just too big. I couldn't even double straps up. It was so big. So that tree, after assessing the situation, I just couldn't climb the tree. So that was out. So I had to revert and I was going to try to find a tree closer by. Now this is a fence row. It's a wooded fence row. Not a lot of, you know, timber in it. To be honest with you, they're just really sparse. And as I kept moving my way, you know, west, the trees, I just felt like I was getting farther and far, farther out of the game of where I needed to be. So I made the decision at the time and to go back to where I was sitting last night. So made the trek back there. On the way back, though, I had a, a, an Exodus render that I was going to pass and I hadn't been to that camera in forever. Um and wouldn't you know it, I found like an active scrape, you know, kind of about 30 yards from this camera. So I decided to move this camera because it wasn't, didn't have a lot of activity on it anyway. So I adjusted this camera, put it on this active scrape and just kind of kept going my way. So the plan was, is to get in, you know, a tree that was more on the edge. Last night I had all those does come up to the edge and I mean, I could have shot just about every one of them. But uh, I just had limited holes and, and I couldn't really see much. I didn't, I couldn't see the part of the field I really wanted to see. So I made a, a move about 30 yards to the west and I got, instead of 10, 15 yards into the timber, I got like three yards into the timber. So I wasn't exactly on the edge, but it was just, just inside. I was covered up real well with some foliage, but I could see a lot more of the field. So um, to, to kind of break down the weather and everything, what was going on. So it was only, it only got up to 62 degrees today. It was a Northeast wind at about, I don't know, it was, it was another, it was like a carbon copy of last night, just a little cooler. It was about seven degrees cooler than last night. Uh, it's a first quarter moon and the pressure was at 30.5, I believe. Let me look at my notes right real quick. I believe it was 30.5, uh, 30.35, sorry. And it was, it's falling. It was falling through the evening. So, um, last night was, was its peak. And, and now, now when I tell you all this too, this is, you know, where I'm at as well as, you know, all this information, the wind, you know, everything is, is kind of where I'm at, you know, in my location. So pressure was falling. And, uh, you know, I knew it was going to get cold tonight, like through the night. So I, I figured the deer movement would be pretty good. I just didn't know when, like, the deer were going to start moving. So I got settled up and uh, got into the saddle and uh, hunkered in. And it started getting cooler, man. I, I'll tell you, I, I probably, didn't, probably didn't dress, you know, <laughs> warm enough, but it was what it was. And um, I, I bared it out. And... Um, about 6.05, I looked up, and here comes four does. So four does came out, and it was early. You know, they made their way out into the field, and they were coming right to me. I knew exactly where they were going to go, and they did. I mean, they hit that ditch, and they worked the ditch all the way up to me and came right to the base of my tree, ate on some acorns. And something just had them kind of on edge. I don't know if my thermals were playing 
weird, you know, weird directions or what they were doing, but it just, you know, their sixth sense took over. And once they got in close to me and after eating a little bit, they just kind of, they were just on edge and they decided to work off. So they worked away from me and I watched them go for a long way. And at this time, I mean, there's four does, uh, it was a, is a two adult does and then two fawns or two yearlings. And, uh, at this time there was more deer moving into the field across from me. And I think I had like six or seven deer in the field, all those. And there was two little bucks. So there's two little bucks, two of the little bucks I saw last night were in the field as well. And, uh, next thing you know, I just see tails flying, you know, and I'm trying to figure out why, well, this, that coyote showed up again. Well, the does, the four does that were underneath me that left me, the coyote actually kind of kicked them to me in a sense. And in the meantime, you know, about an hour goes by, it's, it's knocking on the door at seven o'clock and I look up and here comes a shooter buck and finally laid eyes on him. This deer, his, my daughter nicknamed him Mr. BB for Mr. Big Buck. But, uh, um, you know, he is the one that, you know, I'm looking for. And, uh, he comes out of the corn and basically just what I thought he was going to do is just down a little ways further than where I thought he was going to come out. And he's coming right for me and he's got another little buck with him. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, it just, I just didn't think I had a little bit in me of like, okay, he's going to make it over here. And that's, that's the, that's the downfall of hunting field edges, you know, especially early, but even in general, it's just, you know, they, they like to go on the middle of these fields and then just stay until dark, you know, basically. So that's just, you can see a long way, but you know, they got to come by your tree. So he worked out in the middle of this field and he's probably 200 yards from me. And then, uh, another buck showed up. So that was three, no, that'd have been four. That'd have been the fifth buck. And then another buck showed up, sixth buck. And then another buck showed up, seventh buck. And these ones are just like year and a half old. And it's getting darker. And uh, I was just starting to think like, man, you know, they're, they're inching towards me, but it's like they weren't getting any closer than 150, 200 yards. And I'm like, okay, it's getting dark. It's like 745. I'm like, I should really think about probably getting down because they weren't going to make it to me by the time I could, you know, had enough light to shoot or camera light. So I was wondering, do I get down, you know, and just boogie out of there without spooking them while they're still a ways off or do I just sit it out? I looked up and here comes another shooter and I'm like, okay, who are you? So I don't know who this deer is. I haven't got any trail cam pictures of this deer. He's a narrow deer, tall, looks like an eight. Um, I do have a deer on camera that resembles him, but I don't think it's him. And the, like I said, these deer are 150, 200 yards out. Like it's, and they're down this little drainage and it's just hard to see in, in pinpoint antlers. You know, I know Mr. BB because he's his frame and everything. I've seen a lot of them. So, uh, I made the executive decision to get down. I didn't have any deer near me, uh, get down pack your stuff up and get out and live to fight another day kind of thing before I blew out this whole field. I hate getting pinned in a tree. So that's what I did. I started packing up and just kept an eye on them. And by the time I got to the base of the tree, it was completely dark. So, uh, you know, it worked out all right to the fact of they only got to, I don't know, 
I'd say 200 yards. That's as close as they got probably. And I had to go the opposite direction. So I boogied out of there and like I said, lived to fight another day. So that was tonight's sit, man. Um, I got the pump, uh, the blood pumping a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie, but I will say, uh, I think I saw seven or eight bucks, different bucks. But as a general consensus of like a lot of my buddies that I talked to tonight, a lot of people saw a lot of bucks. I had one buddy saw 12 bucks. He shot a buck tonight. Um, another buddy went full draw on a buck and he saw like six different bucks, I think four, five or six, something like that. It's just starting to blend together, but I see a lot of people or saw a lot of bucks tonight. So in, in the general consensus, if I talked to in my inner circle, like they had slow mornings as well. So I don't know, man, it, uh, it was a good October 2nd evening. I can't hunt tomorrow morning. I've got to work, but tomorrow night is uh, going to be a special night for me. And, um, the reason being is because I'm taking my daughter out hunting for the very first time. Uh, I got a box blind set up for her and I, and we're just going to go out and enjoy the evening. If we see some deer, we see some deer. If not, you know, we don't, um, you know, I'll, I'll be tempted to shoot possibly a doe just to, she's so ate up with it right now that, uh, she just wants to go hunting. That's all she can talk about. And, uh, if one, if a doe comes in, we might, we might let her eat, but I don't know. Um, I leave for, I leave for, you know, the upper peninsula or the upper lower peninsula where we're going to go on Wednesday. So I don't really want to <laughs> shoot a deer and have to take care of it and then leave. So we'll see. We'll just see. I, I'm just looking for the experience to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically tonight in a nutshell and today. So I'm looking forward to the upcoming week. Uh, it's going to get real cold. The wind's going to switch on Tuesday. I'm going to try to get out Tuesday night. It's going to be tough for me just with family duties, but, uh, Wednesday we're going to go, it's going to be going to a, uh, West Southwest, uh, for me. So that would be huge. It's get, that would open up like the number one tree I want to get into. So if these deer are still on this pattern, uh, that Mr. BB could be a goner on Tuesday night if I can get out. So we'll see. But uh, with that being said, I want to, like I said, keep these short and sweet. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoy these. But uh, here's episode two of the season 22. Thank you guys very much. And we'll see you right here next time on the fall podcast. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.